Hey guys, I am here with technical difficulties, but we're going to make this work. How are you doing? Um, your host, Lucia. I am trying to make things better around here. Do you like the intro? That was kind of fun. I am on a different camera because last week, apparently I, there was a lot of crackling and a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, I think it has something to do with the computer that I was in. So I'm going to try this and hopefully this recording will be better for you. Um, so I am going to start uh, on a topic that I am totally so not qualified to talk about. But, you know, when you are not qualified to talk about something and you're going to talk about it, you go to the Bible and you see what the bible has to say and you go from there so um adoption let's get to it um i'm gonna start with saying that um like i said i'm not qualified to talk about it but i do know a couple of families that have adopted and they are pretty cool um not perfect, but really cool. So I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. So for our Bible, we are going to start in Acts. So I wanted to start with, you know, the most famous adopted child in the Bible, right? Um, and that's obviously Moses. But I thought about going and reading his story from the Old Testament, and I was like, man, that is a long read. So I'm not going to do that. We're going to be in Acts 7, 19 through 22, because um, Stefan actually did a very short uh, compilation, if you will, um, of Moses' story. So I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to kind of fill in the blanks of some of the things that I think um, are important that he didn't talk about. So, Acts 9, uh, 7, 19 through 22 says, This man dealt treacherously with our people. He's talking about Pharaoh here. And oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God. And he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was sent out, Pharaoh's daughter took him in away and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was learned in the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Um, so a couple of things about this uh, story, a couple of things that I think Stephen forgot to mention. Uh, if you don't know the story of Moses, um, Pharaoh had put out this law, this um, thing that said that any newborn boy had to be killed. Um, he, there was a lot of workers and he was getting worried that they were going to, you know, stand against him. So he was like, let's just kill some of the well, all of the baby boys and, you know, population control kind of stuff. Um, so that's what's going on on this. 
so it says that they had to expose the baby, so they have to show if it was a boy or a girl. And once they did that, if it was a boy, they had to, the baby had to die. And then he talks about how Moses' family actually hid him for three months. That in itself is insane. Three months they were able to hold him and hide him from Pharaoh and his army. The other thing I want to point out is on verse 20, um, it says that at this time Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God. If you think that you have to do anything to please God, right there, there's a scripture for you. Uh, no, no, you don't, because this was a newborn. He has done nothing. Um, but God knew who Moses was going to be. So he was pleased. Um, he, was, he was pleasing to God. Uh, the, and then, okay, so Moses' mom puts Moses in a basket and puts him down the river in hopes that maybe he goes to, I don't know, the next town over <laughs> um, and that somebody will rescue him. What ends up happening is Pharaoh's daughter is taking his bath and she sees this basket and she sees that there's a baby in there and she's like, I love this baby. And she brings him in and adopts this baby into her family. Um, so Moses was brought up in Pharaoh's house, and it says that he learned all of the wisdom of the Egyptians. So there was nothing that he didn't have access to. And this is very important because um, sometimes um, we have this idea that, you know, oh, it's the adopted child. But we see in the word that even the Egyptians, when you adopt a child, it's part of your family. It's not a separate entity or whatever. She could have seen this baby and said, oh, um, this baby's supposed to die, but I don't want to kill it. So I'm going to have him as my slave. But she didn't. She was like, this is going to be my baby. So she brought him up um, as her own kid. So that was the first point I wanted to make is um, in adoption, there is no my family, your family, his family. That No, it's, it's a bringing in um, of this child. So then I was like, okay, so how does God feel about um, orphans, right? People with no parents. So I went searching, and the Bible has a word which is fatherless. Um, in the Old Testament alone, the word fatherless appears over 40 times. I think it was like 41, 42 times, something like that. But a lot. Okay, <laughs> so he has a lot to say. So then I was like, okay, so how does God see the fatherless? And it turns out, uh, big surprise here, not, that he has a really soft spot for the fatherless. So I'm going to go through three different verses, and then we'll talk about them a little bit. Um, so just 
that you get an idea of how God feels, what God's heart towards the fatherless. Okay. All right. The first one is Deuteronomy 10, 17 through 18. Deuteronomy 10, 17 through 18 says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality. I don't like that word. <laughs> um, nor takes a bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger, giving food and clothing. So did you did you catch that? So for the fatherless, he administers justice for them. Okay, so there's that verse. And then we're going to go to Psalms 68.5. Psalms 68.5 says, a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. How cool is that? He calls himself father of the fatherless. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, all right. I said three verses. So one more. Exodus 22, 22 through 24. You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If you afflict them in any way. And they will come crying to me. I will surely hear their cry. And my wrath will become hot. And I will kill you with the sword. Your wives shall be widows and your children shall be fatherless. Yikes! <laughs> um, so God is not joking about loving these kids. Um, he he's he's not he's not putting it lightly, if you will. He um he loves the fatherless. He actually calls himself the father of the fatherless. Um, so yeah, isn't that cool? God is so sweet. Uh, so then, now that we know how God feels about the fatherless, right? Um, the next obvious logical step is, okay, so where do we fit in, church? Where, where do we fit in within what God wants from us, right? Because that's, that's what we need to be asking ourselves. Um. So then I went and found Isaiah. And in Isaiah, it says, Learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Okay, church, did you hear that? You're supposed to defend the fatherless. Okay? Previously, he told us, if you do something to them, I'll strike you. <laughs> and on this one, he's saying, all right, church, you need to be defending the fatherless. James 127. Okay. <clears throat> Pure and 
undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. We need to visit the orphans and the widows. Yeah, God doesn't want them to be alone, if you will. He wants you to be involved in some capacity. Okay, I'm not saying in all capacity, but in some capacity. Um, so I'm going to spend a little bit of time um, just talking about, uh, basically, I'm going to split it in two parts. Okay, if you're an orphan or a fatherless, right, uh, and if you're a parent to a an adopted child. And then I'll talk to the church in general. Okay. So just bear with me. I'm kind of trying to keep my thoughts together, if you will. So to you, um, fatherless person, child, adult, if you were an orphan, um, I want you to take heart and know that God sees you and he loves you. If your earthly father has abandoned you, God has not. I want you to learn to find comfort in that. And I understand it's hard. Um, in the research that I did, it seems like the biggest problem or biggest issue, if you will, for someone with that has been adopted or an orphan person that's the actual term um is abandonment issues and i get it you know if your mom or dad don't want you why would anyone else want you kind of idea but know that you're you're part of a family okay god has not left you um if you seek after him even if you don't i mean he doesn't even put that as a thing he's like i love the orphans and i am their father so if your earthly father has failed you and your earthly father has um abandoned you if you will your heavenly father has not. He loves you and he wants a relationship with you. Um, and if you were adopted into a family and it wasn't all, you know, flowers and candy, I don't know. I don't know what the saying is, but it, it wasn't perfect. Um, don't think that you know, why would God put me in this situation or whatever? We're not perfect. Humans are not perfect. Um, there's not going to be a situation where everything's perfect. We all have issues. But if you have been adopted, um, I want you to really think about what your adopted family, your parents, um, have done for you. Because 
I have seen the amount of stress um, and tears and the process to get a child adopted is ridiculous in this country. Um, so if you were successfully adopted, the people that adopted you really, really love you, okay? They really, really do because it's so hard. Um, they had to do so much that they it's it's not something that you would do for you know just anyone. Uh, you have been handpicked to be part of this family. Whether the family is perfect or not, it's probably not. I haven't met a perfect family yet. Um, so. Um, I just want you to really think about how blessed you are. Um, and if you are an orphan and you were never adopted, I feel for you. But know that your father in heaven has not left you alone. He's right there with you. He always has been. To the adoptee family. Um, gosh. I can't even describe how much I admire what you have done um, and the selflessness that takes needing to adopt or wanting to adopt. Um, kudos to you. May God bless you beyond your imagination. Um, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of sleepless nights. Um, because when I had my kids, right, I had my kids and that was that was it. You know, nine months, we waited, we prepared, ta-da, there's your kid. Like it or not, that's your child now. Um, with an adoption, it's not like that. It's And just a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. So I applaud you. Um, it's amazing what you have done. Thank you for listening to what God was calling you to do in that situation. Um, yeah. And then to both of you, adopted child and adopted adopting family. Um, I know it's really, really hard. I cannot under, under, hmm, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Um, I cannot tell you how overwhelming this situation can be. Okay. Um, but I want you to know that there is help to get through all these things. Um, there's help for anyone that's looking to adopt. <clears throat> and I'll share a link um, of a company that helps Christians adopt uh, within the area that I live in. I'll have it on the, no on the video notes. Um, but also, if 
you're struggling because it's not an easy thing to do. You, you need to get help, okay? <clears throat> you need to reach out um, to somebody and talk about all the different feelings and all the different things that come with being adopted or adopting. All right, I have one more verse for you guys, and that is Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. Um, and it says, just as he chose us for him before the foundation of the earth, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to be praised for the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted and beloved. You are beloved by God Almighty. How amazing is that? Um, if you are a Christian, it says that you are an orphan, and we were not part of the original covenant, right? Uh, we, as Gentiles, if you will, we were not, we had no hope. We had no nothing. Um, and yet God has chosen to adopt us into his family. And then with that said, he says that he adopted us before the foundation of the earth. Um, so even before he created anything, uh, he, um, he chose us. He chose you. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing takes God for surprise. Um, nothing is too big for him. So church. I would like you to be encouraged that some of you are called to adopt. And if you have a um, tug in your heart, okay, about what I'm talking about, pray about it. But don't just pray about it for like years and years and years and then do nothing about it. Um, you need to pray about it and look at an organization near you. You need to pray about it and reach out uh, because maybe you're not called to adopt a child. Maybe you're called to foster. Maybe you're called to just pray for the families that are going through adoption. Maybe you're called to um, help out in the local adoption center. I don't know. There's so many things that need to get done. There's so much work. Um, one person cannot do it all, right? So stop talking about it <laughs> and go and pray and do research and see where God wants you to move and where he stirs your heart. Um, as a church, we are told that we need to visit the orphans and the widows and their trouble. Uh, so we need to kind of come together as a church. If you have uh, an orphan 
um, if you have a uh, adopting family, I I would encourage you to go and help. Um, maybe they don't need help. Maybe they don't need, you know, um, your finances or whatever. But maybe they just need some friend, someone to talk to. Maybe they just need a babysitter. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many aspects to this. Um, I am blown away by the amount of joy that the parents of the families that I know that have adopt, adopted. Um, the amount of joy that they have and them just love that they have for these children is absolutely amazing. And I applaud them. Um, they are doing wonderful work, even if they don't feel like it or when days are hard, right? Um, but their fears are, there. there's fears there. And they're very valid fears. So if nothing else, get to know the people that go to your congregation and learn and find out how you can pray for them. Um, if you are an adopted child, go hug that adopted family. Go hug them. They love you. They, they have done so much to bring you to his to their family if you are an adopting parent um man kudos to you um i will be praying for you for the next week uh that god will give you the strength and the peace that you need um if you know a family Get out there and see what you can help with. Uh, if you have been tugged by any of this, go find out how you can get involved and how you can help. Um, I will forever push you to go uh, be part of the active body of Christ. Um, and Because God has not called us to be idle. He didn't create us and save us. Uh, he doesn't give us grace every day so that we can, you know, watch TikToks or uh, play games on our phones. He has he has a lot of work to do, and you and I are here to do it. That's that's what we're here for. And that is the purpose of our life, right? So get out there and do the work. Um, if you need any counseling of any kind. If I've said anything that would misrepresent um, or any uh, wrong information, please email me, l-g-o-s-s at transformedbyhisword.org. Um, I would love to hear what you have to say. Let's have a conversation. I am always wanting to learn and grow new things. If you need some counseling, uh, transformedbyhisword.org. I'll be more than happy to sit with you and go over whatever you're having issues with. All right, guys, here I go. We're doing an outro. 
Is that how you say that? I don't know if that's how you say that. Um, all right. So I love you bunches. And as always, just uh, reach out. Let me know what you think of these. I'm looking for next year's uh, topics. I don't know what they're going to be yet, but they're going to be great. Uh, so, um, yeah. Don't forget, like, subscribe, share, do all the things. If you know someone that can benefit from this, send it to them. Please do. Um, this is not for it to stay still. It's for the world to listen to what God has to say about different topics. If you have listened to this all the way to this point, and you listen to my podcasts every day and you haven't subscribed, why haven't you? Please do. It helps me know what you guys like, what you don't like. There's some topics that I'm like, ooh, yeah, not doing anything that has anything to do with that ever again because you guys didn't like it. Um, but then if there's topics that gets a lot of likes and a lot of traffic, then I'm like, okay, so that's what we need to talk about again. So it helps me out, find out what you want to listen to. All right. Okay, guys. Bye.